Hey there, beautiful people. How we doing? <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Wow. That was quite the ordeal, just getting set up. Tripod just broke. Michael broke the tripod. That's what I do. Which means stuff. that the camera was all jacked up, and we couldn't figure out how to get ourselves in the camera. So if it falls down, it was awful. This, you can blame me. But ah, those of you Lord. that are listening to us don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But those of you who are watching, we may fall at some point. It's just kind of teetering right now. So, anyways. Hello. Welcome back. We're not sure what episode this is. This is no. going to be like... It's been, it's been a month. It's, we were last one was March. So, so this has got to be like 16, 17, something No, like we are not that far. No? Um, <laughs> it was never good with numbers. No. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. We're back. And we're happy. And we're ready to talk more about some... Shiznits, I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you now that this episode is going to be brutal. It's going to be, I'm probably going to drop a lot of F-bombs. Um, maybe some, you know, just, I'm just going to be real. Just, just let you know that, that I'm not going to control my, my language. I'm just going to let it go. So Ooh. just so you know, because <laughs> I, I want to be real. I want I want to be real. I want to, I want this to be like real talk. So I'm just going to talk to you like I'm talking to you. Like I am right now with you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. Um, if you don't know, obviously, this is Little of This, Little of That podcast. And I am Colleen. And I am Michael. And we are a dynamic duo, married couple. Mm. <laughs> I yes. was trying to like start something really That's good. That's all she's got. And um, we like to just talk about real stuff. We don't like to sugarcoat it. We want to... Um, let everybody know that life isn't perfect and there's a lot of shit going on and let's talk about it. Let's, let's get out there. We just want to get rid of the whole, the facade of, you know, like, oh, we're always happy and we have three beautiful children that we get along with and, and have a wonderful marriage. The Facebook life. Nothing ever happens that could ever ruin our happiness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Facebook life, right? Right. Everybody's on Facebook with their pictures of vacations and not everybody cars and houses and yes. all the all the stuff that looks great but yeah. nobody wants to really share the the real shit yeah so we just try and be real that's what we're doing so yeah. we've done things about alcoholism about eating disorders about mental health about um oh god so many things yeah. spirituality and RVing like there's just an array that's why we call it a little bit of this a little bit of that because it's just a little of everything that we and encompass, encompass, oh, en encompasses. Yes, damn it! Every episode as well. Like there's some word that I word. cannot say. <laughs> big words, big words. At least I got out of the way already. There you go. It's done. It's yeah. done. Okay, so only two lives left. Yeah, this episode um, is about. I, I really don't have a. I don't have a title for it. To be honest, I don't know. Um, I just posted something on Facebook because um, I'm dealing with some shit. These like highs and lows, and it's been quite, it's been a couple of years, I think, maybe a year or so that I've been dealing with this, and I've been trying to figure it out. And I just wanted to come, come out and be like, maybe somebody else deals with this too. Maybe they can help me. Maybe I can help somebody else figure out this situation. But there's, you know, shit that I'm going through, and uh, we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. The highs and lows. I probably won't be doing much talking today. 
Maybe you ask will. them you some questions. Ask. That's about it. Questions. You. you can also, you know, give feedback of a give you feedback. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give feedback. Feedback. Wine country. Um, give some feedback about you know like what you see when I'm in those lows. Am mm, I allowed to be honest with getting smacked? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Because I know what it's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. So, um, to get started, about a year ago or so, I wasn't feeling right. And so I went and saw a doctor. I was like, something's not right. Something's wrong. I don't know what's going on. I went and saw a doctor. And um, she was like, first of all, the fact that you don't poop every day is not normal. And I was like, what? She's like, you don't poop every day because like, I don't have regular bowels. So, like I said, I'm going to be real, people. So, um, she was like, that's not normal. You need to start taking, you know, like, take this, take this. And this is all, like, holistic stuff. She was very helpful. Um, I did a Thai yoga massage with her and really helped. I thought it was really this great. This morning? Yes. Okay. And um, did a lot of awesome, you know, work with me. And But I have not been back. I don't know why. It just, you know. And she was like, here's some, you know, vitamins and things that will be good for you and that will help you poop every day. And it worked. It helped. But because... I'm me. I don't know because it's life because I think that happens with everybody. Things don't stay consistent and somebody is hacksawing or, or cutting some bushes outside. So <laughs> sorry about that. But, um, it's a beautiful spring day in Missouri. So didn't continue with that, but at least I had kind of an answer of like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, you know, I need to just take care of myself. I just need to take better care of myself. And then it happened kind of again. This time it was a little bit more chest and like didn't feel like I could breathe fully and I was not feeling right. So I went and saw another doctor, but not this, you know, more of a holistic doctor, more of just a doctor doctor that was close by here. And did a lot of blood work, did a lot of breathing tests, did an ultrasound, did like um, for my heart and everything. Everything checked out great. I'm um, a little deficient in some vitamins, but that's about it. There's no cancer. There's no... Um, thyroid, there's no adrenal, there, you know, like anything like that. So it was, everything came back a-okay, which was good. But then at the same time, also very kind of like, damn, because I feel like something's just not right. Something's not, not happening. So go throughout, just trying to take more vitamins again, just trying to, you know, stay positive about the situation. Um, but every month I go through a point of about five days where I am just low, like low, low. And I'll explain exactly how low, but this is the reason why I went and saw these doctors in the first place. I was like, I need an answer. I need something. I figure out something going on because every month I have this period where I'm just not feeling myself. Now, when you say period, do you mean period or do you mean time? I mean time. Okay. So and this is the five thing. Days, yes. Those five days, are they in correlation with your lady time? No. Okay. So just an FYI for all you mofos thinking. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> um, but all you mofos that think that, oh, it must be that lady time. must be that time of the month. No, motherfuckers, it's not. This is completely different. <laughs> and sorry for not being like, oh, it is during that time. So does that make it better? Because I'm bleeding out of my vagina for five days and I feel like it's a homicide scene down there. And I'm like literally ready to have my insides gutted out all at one time. So maybe it's twice a month, but there's a total time before that is completely different. So yes, there is a period, meaning a time, um, during the month that is not revolve around freaking bleeding for five days uncontrollably, but 
a different part. So I was kind of starting to realize that this was happening because I don't like the feeling and started kind of tracking, started um, documenting what's going on. So one was uh, the way I was feeling. Okay. So, well, first of all, I knew it was once a month. I was like, how often is this happening? Cause sometimes I feel like it's all the time. Other times I felt like it was like, oh, I've been gone for a long time and I haven't felt this way, but I actually started um, documenting and it was like once a month. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, when is this during once a month? And I was realizing that it was after ovulation, but before my period. So it was like, there's a, a week in between those two and that's where it falls in between. So then I was like, oh, interesting. How am I feeling? Well, everything that I am is exactly opposite of how I feel. So I actually wrote down, like I have insomnia. I have no motivation. I have no appetite. I get headaches. I feel overweight. Like I feel actual like a gained weight. Um, I feel like I smell everywhere, especially the my lady parts. Sorry. Um, everything takes a real, a great deal of effort. Like literally even to think like it's foggy and hazy up in there and I can't even formulate a very good com like conversation or sentence even sometimes. Um, I do massages and I may even get a massage or I might have a concert to go to or I might have something else to do. I cancel all my appointments. I want to be around nobody. So I'm like, sorry, I can't massage you today. I'm either having migraine or I'm not feeling well or I just don't feel like going out today because I am literally still in my PJs and I haven't showered for five days. So I'm not going to go. So I completely like become recluse, um, which mean, makes me feel guilty and makes me feel shameful. And, um, I, like I said, very foggy and tired. I have zero patience for anyone. Um, I have no sex drive. I am irritable, very irritable. I don't want to leave the house as explained. But then yet I feel trapped and then everything seems dirty and cluttered. Like my house, I can't stand it, but I don't want to leave, but everything irritates the shit out of me. And then, um, I feel helpless. So everything that I do not feel normally, I am completely opposite of this is how I feel when I'm at my lows. So it was, um, it's scary. It's terrible. It's, I, I don't know. You, would you say, all it's... say they, they, they all seem about right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some more than the, uh, some uh -huh. more than others, but um, like I think people would listen to this and probably say that's so many symptoms of depression in there, so many symptoms of depression. But for it to come at particular times every month and consistently at the same time, yeah. So I'm always doing the man thing and trying to think of like what's the how do we fix it mm -hmm. how do we fix it fix it <laughs> that's the that's man what thing men to do, do. we <laughs> fix it we fix shit, fix shit. Okay. yeah that's what we attempt to do instead of just being trying to be empathetic and and sympathetic in the situation gotcha. we try to find ways to fix it but i've been part of what i do for a living when people have issues i try to I'm a professional problem solver. Uh -huh. That's the way I look at myself. So I try to find what the issue is, what the underlying issue is, and how do we Fix work it. towards fixing it. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's the same, like you think, ovulation, there's a change in hormones, there's a period. Has it got something to do with those hormones, and are they out of whack? Like, are they 
are they not kicking in when they're supposed to be, or are they kicking in too much? I think it's a dramatic shift. There's a change, estrogen, progesterone, change shifts. Like, and from from when you're ovulating, obviously you need to be, you're more fertile, which means more estrogen, I believe, more progesterone. I can't remember. I looked it up and I forgot to write it down. I'm sorry. But <laughs> there is a shift. I can't remember. It's high estrogen during ovulation and then it's switched and then all of a sudden, you know, everything goes back. But it's, I'm, I'm guessing mine is dropping significantly because I know when I'm ovulating, I can tell when I'm ovulating, um, especially since I've had an ectopic pregnancy. I have scar tissue still in my fallopian tube and whenever I'm ovulating, that um, hurts. It hurts. I actually have pain during ovulation. So, and then there's multiple other reasons why, how I know I'm ovulating and some women may know what I'm talking about, but you can tell. So it's kind of interesting to know, um, but to see like how, how much I have during ovulation, there's gotta be something because like when I ovulate, I ovulate hard. I mean, I am a hard <laughs> ovulator. Okay. Like I am, I've been pregnant multiple times and it's, I just think that I am very fertile person and I think Baby that has maker. to do, I think that has to do with, um, because I'm a good ovulator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I ovulate born very well. Born to make babies. I'm born to breed. So, or bred to breed. That's what the doctor said once. So anyways, that's, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Actually, I do. But for the, the fact that it's just been in this, the last two years, mm -hmm. like, why wasn't it there before? It's weird. That's the thing. I don't know. I think it, I think as I get older, things are changing a lot more and I don't have any problem with that, but I am having a problem with coping. I think with what's happening internally that I don't understand. Like I can't see it. I don't, all I know is I feel it and it sucks and I don't know. And I've never experienced, experienced this before. So I don't know what to, what to freaking think about it. You know, it's kind of like, what is going on with me? I told Michael, I was like, I think I'm losing my mind. I honestly think I'm bipolar, um, runs in my family. I was like, what if I'm becoming bipolar? I'm like, what if this is happening to me? And like, what if I'm, when I really think I'm okay, I'm really manic. And when I'm down, it's because I'm depressed and I'm fluctuating. But then you think about, okay, well, when you're, when you're, when you're manic, you're like doing some, some very manic things. And that's most of the time when you're manic is when you feel your best. Yeah. Because you're in that heightened state. Mm-hmm. So, maybe I need to get checked out by a mental physician. Who knows? <laughs> I was hoping she'd lose her mind. I wish she'd stop thinking. <laughs> shit. There was a lot of shit that happened in the beginning of the year, too. And I think that's probably um, has a little bit to do with a little bit more of how I was trying to cope with stuff. Just because I know that... I was dealing with um, a family loss and then a family member needing um, to be cared for a little bit more than usual. And then um, what else happened? God, there was so much that I can't even think now. I've literally have kind of just shoved it back and been like, mm -hmm. we've done that. We've gotten past it. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. But I feel like there was boom, 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 boom. It was just all. And I was like, January has been a long year. Oh, you <laughs> it was. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, because you were sick coming into the new year. I was sick. Then oh my your god! Dad, yeah. Then Scotty, and then helping out mm -hmm. with your granddad. And, yes, oh yeah. my grandfather too. Yes, see, yep. So there's just a lot of um, stuff that was happening, and I think um, with that, then plus having my lows, and knowing that I needed to be in top peak performance for my family and for what was going on, 
and then knowing that there was these low times and going, I don't have time for this. This cannot happen. I need to be active. I need to be doing something. I need to be, you know, participating in life because I can't, there's too many things that I need going on. And I don't say that, you know, all these things have, are, are happening or these, these periods where I'm in my lows are happening because of everything that happened in the beginning of the year. I just think that it was kind of a little bit more of like I switched gears and said, I really need to focus on what's going on because I'm not able to give what I need to because there are five days, three to five days out of these, out of a month where I'm literally a pile of shit. Like literally just. She smells like it too. Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Flies I said it. And stuff. I smell. I said it. It's extra smell. So, it's and then, but I don't know if it's me that I smell like, if it's just my senses. Like if everything changes, like you know, like I smell differently, I see things differently. Obviously, I I'm like perceiving everything differently, and maybe I'm smelling differently, physically, or is that me just smelling things differently? Did you think? Do you think I smell? smell I, I have a terrible <laughs> sense of smell as is, so I'm gonna say no. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer, hun. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that one. Yeah. So. There was something I heard in there that really sparked a, a thought. Um, you said you you have nothing else to give, and from, I think it's it's one of those. If you're constantly giving, 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 and you're not filling yourself back up, you're not doing mm-hmm. things for you, then that that could be a huge factor in there. Yes, I think if you're, that, if that you're that not filling yourself sure. up, if you're not taking time for yourself, you're not doing the things that you need to do for you. And you're constantly doing for others then, which is admirable in one sense, but in another sense, it's, it's hurting Carelessness. you. Carelessness. Yes. It's not, you need to care for yourself. Absolutely. Well, I always say happy wife, happy life. Or, you know, like when a mom is like a mom is only the best when she is the best for herself. Like, you know, when she's taking care of herself, then she's able to take care of her children and her family the best, well, which the is very, any situation yes, but I'm for just, anybody. for me, you can't give what mm-hmm. you don't have. Yes. So if you're not doing the things to fill yourself up, mm-hmm. you're gonna empty really quickly. Yes, I and, definitely. See and that. that could be those those five days that you rebuild. That that's like when you're down and out. That's when you're you're rebuilding. You're taking time to just do nothing. Did you not listen to my list? I know. I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, there's no motivation to. I know, do but anything. it takes it takes that time to kind of re re-energize. Well. I've kind of found a little something, so that helps. Um, went and saw a gynecologist because I went to, um, I went out of town with a friend, and when she saw how much my my insides fall out during my period, like during my real period, during my menstruation. Menstruation. When's my menstruation? Bears can smell, smell the, the menstruation. menstruation. But, <laughs> man. But um, she was like, "This is not normal," because I'm like super plus tampon and like a pad, and then. Having to change that like every hour, Two my towels. leg swells up. Um, I am miserable. Migraines like so. Like when I said two times a month might be accurate, that's because literally I'm going through the lady time. So um, she's like, "This isn't normal. You should be. You should not be feeling this way. You should not be bleeding this much. This is, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, probably right." And I hadn't seen a gynecologist since I since like right after I had our third child, which she's five now. So it's really careless on my part as well. So it's been almost, I think it's probably been four years. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go see a gynecologist then. And I told her exactly everything, and I, I found out about this thing called PMDD. Um, now I can't remember what it's called. Postmenstrual um, 
dysphoric disorder. Is that right? Something like that. Yes. Oh man, I didn't. I did not prepare enough for this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> but PMDD. We were supposed to do this like weeks ago. So PMDD is um, pretty much exactly what I I explained for myself, and I believe that may be something. And when I went to tell the gynecologist, I brought it up to her, but um, she didn't seem to really like agree or disagree with me. She just said, I think we need to be on birth control. And I was like, you're like three kids too late, lady. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, but my husband has a vasectomy. I'm not supposed to have to do this anymore. But because um, birth control has a steady take of, like the pill is um, estrogen and has your whole month is um, literally like you're pregnant. So you're, you're even keeled the whole month until you have your period. Then those five days are off and you have your period and then you get back on. So this pill has a hormonal regulation for the whole, um, you know, 28 days pretty much. And so I was like, okay, that sounds good. But what about my age? Cause I've also heard that is an issue. Um, nothing to go there. She was like, but I have van- bad veins, which, you know, I don't know about, um, if you know, but birth control can cause, cause blood clots. Can't talk. <laughs> blood clots. And I have very, I have varicose veins. I have very bad veins. I have a deep backflow in my, my right deep vein. Um, so I had to go see a doctor about it and stuff like that. And I had a blood clot behind my knee when I was pregnant with Horig, our second child. So it was like, I just, I just keep adding on. Um, so More she checked yeah. algebra book. She went ahead and checked that out. Everything turned out fine. She was like, You don't have, you know, deep vein thrombosis, so you're good. So I'm okay to take it. But her other options were either an ablation, which is literally like I just they take something and they just like pretty much burn my uterus, I believe, the inside of my uterus, and it just kind of like makes it so that I don't have anything really happen. But it wouldn't help with my my feelings. I guess. And it wouldn't really help, I don't think, with the pain from my ovulation. Then it was um, Prozac. You can get on Prozac. And I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't really expect her to say Prozac, to be honest. And I was like, ah. And she was like, but that won't help with your bleeding. That won't help with your pain during ovulation. And I'm like, okay. So then the birth, birth control came up, and she was like, that's going to kill three birds with one stone. Because there's more than two this time. <laughs> so you have pain for ovulation, you have your period, and you have your hormone shift, your, your low time. So I've been on birth control now for a couple months and I have to say that I think I've been pretty even keel. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's definitely been, it's, it's definitely been a little bit more stable. It hasn't been the the roller coaster. Right. So yeah, it's definitely been better, Yeah. but we'll see how, where it goes. Yes. Because I also have friends telling me, you know, get your, you know, thyroid checked. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that when I did that blood pan, plan, that blood panel, that it was all. Everything was in order. Yeah, I think that was all taken care of in that. And then I also saw like an article about adrenal, um, you know, fatigue and all that. So I was like, hmm. But I think that was all checked then as well. So I've been, like I said, I've been on birth control for a couple months, and I feel pretty good. But um, yeah, I hope shit doesn't hit the fan. Mm. <laughs> I'm not the only one. But that's kind of like what, I, what I've what i been going through. And I just feel like there's got to be other people out there that are dealing with the same situation. I mean, the feelings that you get are just terrible. I mean, no mother or person in general 
wants to feel shame and guilt because they're a hot fucking mess. Because they can't get out of bed, they can't change their clothes, they can't take a shower, they can't even, like, function. Like, you're just literally on your phone going like this all day because you literally are not capable of even dealing with anything. So, yeah. Figured I'd come out and just say, you know what, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. It's been happening for a while now. And hopefully it can help somebody or somebody else can help me. Who knows? And I, I always like instinctively go to like well, where's the is what's the consistency as it relates to um every other portion of your life like how is sleep how is nutrition how is exercise mm-hmm. like are you doing the things that your body needs in order for hormone regulation mm. um and that uh, those are for me, those would be the, always be the first things to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably not. No. <laughs> but th- but those, probably not. those are the first things. So, mm-hmm. it's, for me, anytime there's any issues like that, it's, a, it's an elimination, process of elimination. All right, if I'm doing this, let me try this and mm-hmm. see if that has a difference. Okay, now that I'm doing this consistently, let me add this on. And then let me, let me add this. <laughs> Instead of the, let's do some pills right away. But, so... The thing that is different for me, though, is that it is a hormonal thing. So there are things you have to do to, like, regulate your hormones, which I don't know anything about, first of all. Second of all, um, sometimes those hormonal or chemical imbalances cannot be regulated by food or yoga or just self-care. That's what I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree? I can't say I can do either one. Oh. Why? Who's to <laughs> say that the hormones can't be regulated? I'm just I'm just saying sometimes there's okay. So take somebody who's bipolar, for instance. That is a legit chemical imbalance. Yeah. So something like food may help, but it's not going to cure it. So for me, who has not had this imbalance all of my life and then now feel like, and it's not even proven. Like, I don't even know if this is, we never tested to see if I have a significant drop or fluctuation in my hormones. It was literally the doctor just saying, you know, like, let's try birth control. Mm-hmm. And but if the, the, the whole point of the birth control is hormone regulation and exactly. to reduce the, mm-hmm. the pain and so on. Right. How do I, okay, here's my next question. Well, to stay on hormones just a little bit more. Something I didn't grow up having, but all of a sudden now have. And I'm not saying that I'm any healthier or I'm any less healthy than I was when I was growing up. Um, Probably less active, but I haven't been very active for a while now. And this is something that is kind of new. So how does that... Is there an like people just don't all of a sudden become type two diabetic. It's like it's a it's an accumulation mm-hmm. of bad habits that come back and bite you in the ass. Same with cancer. Cancer is an accumulation of habits most of the time that end up activating a certain gene that cause the cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm not saying that's what the answer is. That's what the issue is, but it's a a possibility. Good it could point. be an accumulation of mm-hmm. of not the best habits. Mm. Interesting. Interesting point. The other thing is, what do I do about my heavy, my, my heavy blood flow? Like me literally, like, how am I not dead? 
Yeah, this is a good question. Per- period. <laughs> because right there, like, you know, now that's something that I've dealt with probably all of my life. Mm-hmm. That was not just something new. But the only thing that's really going to help that is going to be either a surgical procedure, an ablation, or birth control, which is already proven to help significantly with, with I that aspect. I don't feel like this it was as bad. Well, not that I knew you for so too long before you, <laughs> you got pregnant. But, like, you, you look at the issues, the uterine issues that you had after you had surgery. Your uterus has to be massaged back into place, basically. Yeah. Um, and then with Orla, you had some, you had the... Um, help syndrome. The help syndrome. But see, the help syndrome has to do with the liver. But that's, again, that, that comes down to high liver enzymes. Which is going to be a, a hormonal issue. Mm-hmm. It's the hor- hormonal issues that cause that. Um, and it was like they had to pump you full of magnesium in order to yeah. to bring that back to normal. So, I don't know. It, it can be... I don't know if it's something to do with the fact that you had issues with having the babies. Yeah, maybe. That's oh. the thing. There's so many things that that mm-hmm. have happened over time that there's no real way to tell um, for me just the, the answer isn't always just run straight the pills yeah I no know, I get it if it's working it's working and well, it's this not is causing the thing, any though. other issues it's not causing any other side effects then. I feel like yeah, the pills cool. are going to help me though be better for myself yeah. so because because I know that I'm on the verge of having my low or, you know, like trying to come back from a low saying, oh, I think I'm back on my up. You know, I'm coming back up now. Because that's the saying. And that's literally something I would say. I'm like, I'm coming back up. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, that's great. You know, like. Sure. <laughs> you haven't been down there in ages anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're still talking about more. Whoa. Hey-oh. Whoa. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> lost my kind of thought now. <laughs> Um, having, okay, so having the birth control already be something that has regulated my, my mood at least has allowed me to actually, um, be more productive for myself, which I'm sure you've noticed. Mm-hmm. I'm reading more, like helpful books, not yeah. just reading. <laughs> not not just reading, reading people's posts on yes. Facebook. No, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading more things that will, you know, benefit me as a person, um, and my mindset because... You know, my, my mind goes crazy. I feel like I'm mental a lot of times. I have a lot of, you know, shit going through there. And, and it's hard to slow it down. And um, I feel like I wasn't present. I was I was not present. I concur, Doctor. Yes. I concur. <laughs> not been very present. So these are all things that are helping me. Um, you know, meditating and trying to do a little bit more exercise. Just things that I enjoy, though, because... I'm not big into exercise, even though my husband's a personal trainer and, um, just better for my kids in general. So I've, I've stopped reading a parenting book cause I really think it <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> really think it fucked me up. I was like, I'm doing everything wrong. Oh my God. Our children are going to be terrible. The whole world is doomed. Like that's literally how I felt. And, um, I took a step back from that. <laughs> I think it just started, a really good book. It is a really good book. I think I just read it at the wrong time. I think yeah. I was very stressed out already. And I was like, this just totally racked my brain big time. Like, took me for a loop. It's, um, what is it called? How to Hold On to Your Children? Yeah. Why your, yes. <clears throat> why your parents your should be more important than your peers. Mm-hmm. Or why, yeah, something along those lines. The Gabor Mate book about parenting and why 
your children should be more attached to you as a parent than your your peers. Right. And then, you know, like trying to assess my my relationship with my daughter because it's mainly about, you know, like I'm me worrying about my my oldest because she's the oldest and she's in middle school and I'm worried about like, you know, these things like losing your child to I just know how I was and I did not want to be around my my family. And that's not not something that I want for my family. And so the book really tore me apart big time. I was like, well, she does tell me this, but oh my gosh, she's already doing this. And well, that's good. She's doing that. But then, oh my gosh, she's doing that too. And I'm like freaking out. I'm mm. like, well, she does have that with Michael, but not with me. And like just replaying everything and then start thinking about the other two. And you're just like, how can I set this up differently? And I have control issues, obviously. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to control the situation, uh-huh. which, um, you know, having myself trying to take care of myself is allowing me to step back from the anxiety and the control because after Michael became sober, um, in one of our episodes I I had talked about, um, after Michael was talking about his year of sober sobriety, um, was learning that my, my anxiety had been displaced because I had so much anxiety dealing with his alcoholism that that's where my, um, that's where my anxiety was. But when he became sober, I was able to finally release that anxiety about like, he's finally going to come home and not be wasted or I'm not going to have to worry where he is or anything, but it's very sneaky anxiety is, and it moved on to my older child as well as my control. So I was like worried about her and worried about the way she thinks and the way she does things. And I was like, I just want her to do that. I just want her to think this. And the therapist is like, you, you can't control how somebody thinks. You can't control how somebody acts. So you need to let go of that. And then I was like, ah, yes, mm. I have some serious control issues. Got it. So, You're yeah. welcome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and the anxiety as well was just placed on what was happening with her and my other kids. So it's something that is definitely, I'm sure it all just kind of, like you said, it could be just like an accumulation of things. That I've just balled itself up right inside of me. Because <laughs> that there are there are things like there are instances over the course of it every day that pass through us, and there's no there's no issues. They I think in Sanskrit it's called samsaras. They're um, they're basically impressions that are left in us. So as some that. Just regularly, you, you're driving down the road and there's a tree and you just, you see the tree, you notice it, you let it go and it's done. But there are certain things that when they hit us, we hold on to them and we don't let them go. But, yeah. and, and it becomes, that becomes an issue. It's trapped energy that's in us. It's mm-hmm. trapped negative energy that we haven't let, let go of. And, and it's that trapped negative energy then that causes other issues within the body, which could, like that, this is, these are things that aren't, studied in the west yet with regard to that trapped energy how that transfers to right. our hormonal balances and then how that can affect chemical imbalances Are in the brain and about so the, um, emotional freedom type thing the um you know what i'm talking about eft yeah well not necessarily but what is what does eft stand for right. it's emotional freedom technique technique yeah yes that's tapping, tapping on meridians and so on right but there's also things that you can do uh, therapeutically, I think more like therapy wise that are, um, that is energy that is blocked that needs to be freed. And I know this sounds like some hippy dippy shit people. I get it. Mm -hmm. But there's, 
we're energy in itself. So knowing that we're a ball of, and we're literally energy, um, it's going to get, I mean, there's got to be ways that it's trapped. There's going to be times that it's going to be trapped and there's ways of freeing that and making sure that you're not, it's, it's literally where physical pain can come from. And that's, that's mm -hmm. part of like meditation can kick in. Like you can use yeah. meditation to, to find out where some of these issues are coming from. Um, to, to be able to recognize a feeling or an emotion and then be able to sit in that emotion, notice it, recognize it, feel it. And then you can start to understand, okay, where is this coming from? Right. And when you start to figure out then where it's coming from, then that's when you can release it if you so choose. But it is a, it's, it's all, it's, it's like a mental process to begin with, but it yeah. ends up being a spiritual process in the end of it. Right. Um, part, I think, I think a lot of it too is I'm, I'm trying to release a lot of things that are outside of me. Um, so obviously I go through these big like purging <laughs> moments where I'm just like, everything in the house needs to go. We're getting rid of it all. And I have this, you know, like. We don't need a couch anymore. <laughs> like, uh, I literally did that. Do. I literally got rid of our, cha our, 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 our furniture and we sat on um, cushions on the floor, which was totally fine. Hey, was really no hey guess who's here? Come on in. Come here. No? Kid number three over here. Yes. You don't want to come hang out? You don't want to come in and say hi? Well, anyways. Um, I'm trying to release those things that are, are physically not important. Like, that are just going to be... They're just... And it's just things. And they're, and they're blocking the view of what I really want for myself. And which is to you know, be free and just, just to live life without having to worry and to feel stress and to, and just with love and kindness and, and, um, be able to, you know, just, you know, travel the country and meet people and not be so stressed about what I'm wearing or what I'm driving or where I live or how much money I have. Sorry, am I banging too much? Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about it. No, she's Italian. She doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't even realize she's doing it. So. But that's the, like, it's attachment. Like, the the Buddhists talk about the three main causes of suffering are attachment, resistance, and judgment. And uh, if we can release those things and let them go on, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, we can actually experience life in a moment-by-moment -moment basis and yes. be genuinely happy. Exactly. And not worrying about the future or the past. We can live presently. I have a, a child tapping me on the head and pulling on me. <laughs> Why don't you come in here and say hi if you're going to be just coming in here in the show. Come sit with us and tell us what this you think. This is our little of this, little of that. Yeah. <laughs> come here. She's clean, too. She took a bath. <laughs> this one climbed up a rope today, a 20-foot rope, she and did. rang a bell. Tell everybody your name. What's your name? You don't want to say it now? Baby Cakes. Baby Cakes, little dumpling, kid number three, right here, curly Q. She's going to be a superstar gymnast. That's enough. Chill out. Okay. So, anyways, we'll touch more on it, I guess, um, in a little bit, because... I think we need to, I, I need, I need to keep going. This is only month two. I really just wanted to, you know, talk about the situation that I've been dealing with and just putting it out there and trying to understand it and let other people know that they're not alone because the amount of support, um, that I got from that post from Facebook and Instagram was tremendous and it was powerful. And 
I didn't feel alone anymore because that was something I definitely felt when I was in my lows was like, I'm the only one that feels this way and I'm the only one that's dealing with this and no one can help me and there's nothing else, you know, there's everybody else is doing perfectly fine and I'm sitting here and I'm like, why can't I just be grateful and thankful for everything I have right here in front of me? You know, like all the things that I have and to find out that I wasn't the only one thinking those things was just mind blowing. I was, I was kind of like, wow, that's, it's powerful stuff. And so. I, I brought up the analogy of a, um, a pendulum mm. and that when we're, when we're having these rough times of where things are horrible, that nothing's going well, your, your soccer team isn't playing well <laughs> and, <laughs> but now just general things in life you don't feel good about yourself um you're irritable all the things that colleen just mentioned that's all the way up here on the pendulum yeah. like it's it's at 70 80 degrees and then when the pendulum swings to the other side that that energy from this end will actually create its equal on the opposite end and it'll just keep going back and forth like that that's 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 where we are when we're when we're at extremes is just how energy works and it's the same when it happens within us when we're low we're low but then when we're high we're high and i used to have those same situations especially when i was drinking and there's certain things that i've done that have that have anchored me i guess that's a good way of putting it because mm -hmm. now i've anchored down the pendulum to where now it just it's a steady little shake in between at the, at the bottom of the swing it's not going way up and way down anymore it's just i'm a little bit i'm passing through that that sweet spot all the time versus being stuck in one place or the other so it's that pendulum how, how do we stop it from swinging back and forth yeah. and and what i've done i've found anchors and those anchors are just things that i do on a daily basis that I, if i don't do them mm -hmm. then that's when it starts to stray and starts to swing a little bit outside that that sweet spot that balance zone so it's like the simple things of like doing my cold showers and um and prayer and meditation and um journaling and uh breath work exercise um going to my 12-step meetings um just there's all these different things that i do over the course of a day to make sure that I stay balanced and yeah. if I don't if I don't have that consistency and I don't have that um, and and this could be I guess some people would say well that's an extreme in and of itself but it, it's what keeps me balanced it's what works for me to keep me away from the madness on either side um, and even when I do hit those extremes I'm able to come back to the center really quickly because I can recognize it because mm -hmm. I can see it as it's happening and go oh what that what I haven't what have I not done mm -hmm. have I not and even if I've done all those things, like okay, I'm, maybe I need to talk to somebody, and I and I'll call a friend or mm -hmm. I'll call or I'll talk to you or whatever it might be. But I, I have a system in place that I I, I can quickly recognize the the shifts and be able to bring it back to center really quickly. But that took you a lot of practice and, and it, look at long time. And it takes work. Yes. It takes a lot of work yeah. even now, but it's yeah. well worth doing the work on a daily basis Absolutely. rather than being on the yeah. on the the it crazy took, path. Yes. So that's kind of like where I'm at my journey is I'm in the beginning. And unfortunately, well, unfortunately and unfortunately, there's nothing wrong with, you know, Western medicine and, 
you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to go a holistic way. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, for me, it was, you know, starting off with birth control, which has already helped me kind of stay a bit stable. And now I'm dealing with, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning to take more time for myself, really focusing more on what's going on with me. But, um, maybe on another episode, um, I can talk about, cause I'm just all, all sorts of jacked up, I guess, <laughs> but how I have a problem with, um, taking care of myself enough. So when Michael, Michael does a lot of things for himself. Whether it's, you know, taking time to go to meetings or um, even getting out for a round of golf or, you know, he goes to therapy and he goes and he, you know, does multiple things like for himself. Um, and for me, that I have a really hard time. I struggle with taking time for myself or taking time with my family. And of course, my family already, always is going to be, that's where it is. But there should it shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't have to be, you know, saying, well, I would prefer to stay home and be with my family instead of go and, and get a massage or go and talk to somebody or go and meditate or something like it's just, it's very hard for me to leave. And then it's also brings resentment and, um, makes me feel selfish. It makes me feel like he's selfish sometimes, which he's not. It's just the way that I feel at those times. And it's something that I'm struggling with and, and having to deal with as well. So that's a huge thing for mm-hmm. like being in the, personal training business like women have a serious issue with taking care of themselves yeah like they it just doesn't not more so mothers than just than women yeah it's women have that there's there's a certain amount of guilt that yeah like, I, I shouldn't be taking time for myself which yeah. is horrible because yes. you need it you need it more than more than we do and i think women will agree that men are are definitely they definitely have an easier um you know, like they decide very much easier than us, <laughs> than women do. They are just like, yep, I'm going to go do that. That's what I'm going to do. And yep, no problem. It's happening. And we're just like, okay. Like, and for us, it's, it's so much harder to be like, well, I, I don't know what it is. I, and that's something I'm trying to figure out too. So maybe we can talk about that in another segment is just how women have a hard time, you know, taking a step back and saying, well, it's either family or it's me mm-hmm. or it's, you know, work or it's me or it's be a balance. Yes. Why is there no, yep. nothing there to go in between? That's and that's the, also something that I'm working on. Yep. Because the, I would like to take more time for myself. But I have to get over the whole, you know, issue of why do I feel selfish when I do that? And it's okay to be selfish in those instances. Selfish is not a, a bad word. And I think I associate selfishness with a bad word. I have the, I have There's the instinct. There's coming in at my face. I have the instinct <laughs> to defend myself here, but I'm, I'm not even going to. Yeah. My, oh, get those off my face. My child just put fly sweaters on my face. No, not okay. <laughs> but the, the Dead bug juice. I think with the with little baby cakes over here starting kindergarten in August, mm-hmm. that will make life a little easier Probably as it will. relates to taking time for yourself. So, yeah, it could. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully I'll have that in place before even. So more opportunities on the horizon. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's that. That's the that's we'll the touch downs. base more later about how it's going, I guess. If I'm still really jacked up and figuring it out, or if I'm Jesus, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's uh, if it's actually helping, and then I maybe I can tell you what I'm doing. That can that can be helpful. I've already know that you know, reading um, and you know about just trying to like purge outside things and just focusing with what's going on inside of me and just you know 
meditating and breathing have helped tremendously already. So I do know that. And just feeling, just remembering to be, um, say you're, you're grateful. Like, you know, like I'm, I remind myself, like, I am grateful for, you know, waking up. I am mm-hmm. grateful for being alive. I'm grateful for breathing. And then going down the list. And those really do help. Yay, are you clapping? Yay. <laughs> the, so, yeah. the key is going to be consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard a, a, the old slew basketball head coach said, the key to training is consistency. And the key to life is priorities. Figure it out. And that's that's really what it comes down to. Like it, when you figure out what your priorities are, if you relate this to life in general, you figure out what your priorities are. Yeah. Then you can set the things that you need to do, and then it's just a matter of being consistent with those things in order for it to be sustainable and for it to work. Because if we don't, if we don't stay consistent with it, then we just it's so easy to fall back into our old habits. Yeah. So. I struggle with that as well. Consistency <laughs> is key. We'll see how it goes. Yes, we will. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening. Always good. Yes, to what we have to say, whether you like it or not. And if you have us. things that you would like to share, if you, there's something that resonated with you or if you think we're full of shit, let us yeah. know because we want to make sure that we're doing some sort of service here. Yes. We don't want to be just yapping away for no reason. Yeah, you can find us at lotlotpod at gmail.com or you can send us a recording on the Anchor app. And a little bit since I say goodbye. And um, you can message us on there or send us a recording, like I said. And thank you. If there's a topic that you want to talk about and you maybe want to join us, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Because we'd be more than happy. All right, guys. Till next time. We don't know when we'll be back, but we will be. Peace and love. (laughs) Peace, love.